Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. If this is your first time at the Church of Omaha, we welcome you. You may be seated. We welcome you. This is a place of hope and a place of healing. We have the privilege today that our French church, can we give them a hand? God bless you. Pastor Quaggio, do you want to stand up for a moment? There he is right there. Hallelujah. Oh, I remember, man, is it, is it how many years now? Five? Five years? It seems only like a couple, but when they came in and said, hey, we've got to do something here, and we have a burden, and we begin to start that church downstairs, and, um, and God is really working and moving, and you guys are growing, and I just want to tell you, I appreciate you all, and I love you, and I'm thankful for your pastor. Today, we have a little bit different service. We are going to be slightly more children-focused because this is the week of VBS. We had some wonderful children up here singing with the praise team. Let's give them a hand. And at this time, I would like to invite or have Emery Kirkpatrick, my lovely daughter, to come up here. Um, God has given her a word and she has had this for several months, and God's been touching her and moving in her life. Is that the right height for you? That'll work. Moving in her life, and, and she's really just been filling the call of God, and she would love your prayers, and your, when you get down, to spend some time saying, God, work through her and move in her life. But she wants to share with what God has given her today. And before she begins, we'll just pray. Lord Jesus, anoint this word. Speak to, oh God, to this church. And and change our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I won't be long today, but I do have a word from God to share. I want to talk to you about treasure in heaven and putting Jesus first. If you would please turn to Mark chapter 10, I'm reading from verse 17. It says, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running, and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? This rich young man was wanting to go to heaven. He had very great possessions, as mentioned in verse 22. What he didn't have was eternal life. You cannot buy heaven. Money won't get you to heaven. You need Jesus to get to heaven. Amen. The young man came to the right place, and you're in the right place today. Jesus then said to him, Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. Notice that the commandments that Jesus asked him were about how he treated people. Jesus did not ask him about the ones who were obeying the Lord. The young man answered Jesus, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. He had lived for God from a young age, but no matter how long you have lived for God, we still need more of him. We are never too old to learn to live for God. Jesus loved him, but he still had things in his life that was keeping him from following the commandments about obeying the Lord. His possessions came before God. Jesus told him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. 
Jesus was telling him that to get to heaven, he needed to sell his possessions so that God would come first. But the man left sorrowful because he had very great possessions. The wealth he had kept him from God. We can't let things in our life come before God. You can have money. You you can't put it before God like the young man. Jesus never told him that he would be poor, but that he would have treasure in heaven. Jesus must come first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we go ahead and lift our hands up towards heaven? Let's put Jesus first in our life today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I want you first. God, I want to seek your kingdom first. Lord, I don't want anything to come between me and you. Oh, I I want to just take a moment and tell him that. Oh, I don't want any possession. I don't want any job or any career to get between me and God. Hallelujah. 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 Great job, Amy. Thank you for the word from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She came several months ago and she said, this scripture about this rich young man was echoing in her heart and began to dig into it and to look into it and begin to see that Jesus had listed the commandments about what you do with people. But he didn't ask him about worshiping and were you building idols or any of those things. Instead, he came back with, what about your treasure? What about your treasure? Oh, we cannot let things between, come between us and God. God must be first. God must be first. Well, I will take just a few more moments of your time today. Um, maybe some of you smell pulled pork downstairs. It will wait. It will wait. Um, but Mark chapter 10, I'm also coming from here. Mark chapter 10. And I'm looking at verses 13 through 16 here. But Jesus was here and, and he's with the people when they bring him some children. And verse 13 says, And they besought young children, or and they brought young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and he said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. For such is the kingdom of God. I just want to talk to you about being as a child, as a child, as a child. This picture that you see on the screen is of a kid going for a hike and And that's something that I love to do. And this week at VBS, you're going to see some people that are going on an adventure. This tent, you will probably see in their decor later on downstairs. And as you enter into the world of the oasis. But there's something that kind of struck a chord in me when I was thinking about this and I was talking to God. and, And that we need to come as a child for such is the kingdom of God. And he says, verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall not enter therein. Now, what is it about children that Jesus would say that we need to come as a child? Where's all my kids out there? Can you give me a hand raise? Got some back here, over there. All right. So why would Jesus say that you need to be like a child to come to heaven? Didn't you think that maybe you should be like me, right? In order for me to get to heaven, I need to be like Lucas. 
wow, in order for me to get to heaven, Brother Terry, do you want to stand up? He's not old, but he's wider than the rest of you guys. Liam, that's, is that who he's saying we need to be like? No, but he's saying to Brother Terry, Liam, would you stand up? He doesn't want to. Yes, he stands up, all right. He needs to be like him. So what is it, church? What is it? What is it about a child that Jesus would say, you need to be as a child? This reminded me of myself and of a man named Jacob. You see, Jacob, when you turn it back into the book of Genesis, and I've got it over here, but you turn back to Genesis chapter 32, Jacob was an adult. He was a man, and he decided that he had determined what his future should be. He no longer was at dad's house, and he was at dad's house, but he was making decisions for himself. Bishop, if you want to stand up. So we have over here, we, I'm Jacob today, and we have Isaac, and Isaac can't hardly see, but Jacob decides that he should have the inheritance, and Jacob decides that he should have his brother's blessing. Jacob decides that when dad dies, yep, I hope you're not planning for that, Liam, when dad dies, I should have the stuff, not my brother Esau. And so Jacob begins to detail it out and to figure it out. Why? Because he's an adult. He's smart, and he knows what to do. Have any of you ever had those thoughts? You can be seated. Has anybody ever had those thoughts? (laughs) Have any of you kids ever thought, my parents are dumb? (laughs) Right? We don't use the word stupid, right? That's not in our language. Parents have walked away, though, and has any parents ever said, do you think I am? Yeah. (laughs) No. We've done that. I remember being really frustrated one time because I was a man, I was growing up. I knew how to do stuff. And I was working on the roof with my dad, and we're clearing off shingles. And and because it was my very first time really clearing off shingles, I knew exactly what to do to rip off those old cedar shakes and asphalt on top and, and everything. And so dad comes over and he's like, Hey, why don't you work it this way? I'm like, but I was working it fine this way, but I'll change to his way. And he says, well, wait, maybe you can, if you pry here. And I never really said much to him, but I had attitude. Doesn't he know I now know how to do things? Yep. And Jacob, I can see Jacob being in this spot. He has decided he's going to decide his future. I'll, make, I'll, make, I'll shorten that story up for a little bit. I got down from the roof. And was like, fine, I will mow the yard. I never said a word to dad about why are you this or why are you that, but I had it right here. And so I mowed the yard and lost out on working with him. And I went to my grandpa, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret. My dad's missing a finger. And I said, Grandpa, my dad's telling me this, and he's telling me that. And I think I know how to do this. And grandpa says, well, the day your dad lost a finger, I said, that board shouldn't push so hard. And I was like, wait a second. And what grandpa was telling me was listen to your dad. Don't get an attitude. He knows what he's talking about. Let him teach you. Oh, if Jacob, instead of trying to cheat his brother out, had listened to dad, he would not have found himself one day, and kids, this is where we're at, on a journey. On a journey because he's running. He's running. 
He's running and he's got to get going. Why? Well, I have two boys, Liam and Finn. This was Jacob and Esau. And Jacob's brother decided, I'm going to kill you. That's terrible. And he's on the run. And he's running. And he goes to sleep that night. And he doesn't have a nice, wonderful tent. This is my tent for when I would go backpacking, which I haven't done for many years. But, and he lays down and he goes to sleep and he lays down on a rock. And when he's on that rock sleeping, all of a sudden he has an encounter with God. And God comes down and God shows him it looked like a pyramid. We call it a ladder to heaven. And, and, and angels are going up and angels are coming down. And, and there's this great connection with God right there. Oh, and it's awesome. And Jacob, when he encounters this, he's like, this is an awesome place. This is fearful. Whoa, man. I, I, need, to, I need to have an altar to God right now. Oh, I need to get a hold of God. I'm going to pray. I just felt God. This is great. And then he says, God, if you bring me back here, if you bring me again to this place and, and you bring me back, then, then I'll serve you. You see, Jacob still had this thing in his brain of I've got some things I'm going to do in life and I'm going to do it my way. Kids, do we do things our way? No, we don't do things our way. It took Jacob 20 years to get back to this place right here. 20 years. And he, he comes back. And when he's coming back that way, he's now a broken man. His life is messed up. He now has kids. Let's see. He had 12 at that time. The one boy wasn't born yet, Benjamin. And he comes back and, and he gets with God. Esau still wants to kill him. His father-in-law now wants to kill him. Everything's a mess. And, and he comes to this place and he gets with God. And he gets down and he begins to pray again. And you know that's what you need to do. When you have missed out on God, you will find him at a place of prayer. Oh, if you hear me, children, I, learn this right now. When you mess up, get down and pray. Get down and pray. Oh, it, when, when you get in trouble with your parents, when you get in trouble, you know, Finn, I am going to grab you. I debated on that, but I'm going to grab you. Yep. It, do you know what happens with little Finn here? And this applies to the other kids as well. But, but when he gets in trouble, it isn't very long, and he comes back and he's like, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dad. He didn't wait two days. He didn't wait two years. He didn't, doesn't even wait two hours. He comes back and he says, okay, I thought I could do it this way. You let me know that wasn't right. And he comes back and he's like, I'm sorry, Dad. Oh, furthermore, you know what else happens? I, I, I love it. Um, I'm over here doing my thing. I'm like, oh, I'm really busy. I'm an important person. I'm an important person. And Finn comes over, hey, dad, 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 I need, and I'm an important person right now, so you need to leave me alone. But dad, I need, tell me your need in a little bit. No, dad, I need, and you know what? Sometimes I'm like, whoops, I should have listened to you. Yeah, because they come in. 
And the exciting thing is, is you know what my children know? They have access to me. See, kids, what I want you to know, it's not just access to your mom or your dad. It's access to Jesus. And you can be in there and Jesus can be like, wait, there's a great spiritual warfare going on in China. And Finn, you can come over and you can say, but, 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 uh, um, my feelings right now, something happened on the playground, Jesus. And, oh, we need to get, um, I'm going to send Michael the archangel. But Jesus, and you know, Jesus isn't going to say, go away. Jesus says, I'm right here. I'm right here. What do you need? What do you want? Oh, Jesus hears you when you call on him. Jesus knows what you need. And that's why he was telling them, you've got to be like a child. You need to come in here and you need to say, Jesus, I'm not going to wait two years, 20 years, or even two hours to tell you that I need you. I'm not going to wait to tell you that I'm sorry. I'm not going to wait to admit that I'm wrong. Jesus, I'm coming to tell you right now, I need you. And there's a couple things I want you to learn out of what I've just said. One, do not wait to tell God you need him. And that includes when you're wrong. And two, I want you to know that you have access to Jesus always. You have access to Jesus always. I find it fascinating that this passage in the book of Mark, we look at it as the, about humility and that you need to be as a little child, yet those children were, got right through that crowd, got the attention of Jesus, and then when people were like, oh, no, no, you're, you're somebody that needs to go back, they're like, no, no, Jesus is like, wait a second, you see, when people try to shut you down, your heavenly father hears your voice, and he says, wait a second, bring them in here. If you don't think you can get to your heavenly father, you just lift up the voice you have. You say, well, I, don't quite, I can't talk loud enough. I, 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 I'm not tall enough. It doesn't matter. If you will say Jesus, he will hear you. And he'll say, get out of the way. That's my kid. Oh, we have four houses lined up and the kids play back and forth. And there's a trampoline behind one that's two houses away. And I'll be out there at the front of the garage, and there'll be 12 kids playing around there. And it gets loud. And they'll be back there on this trampoline, right, Avery? And they're jumping, and they're hollering. And I'm two houses or three houses away. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why is Finn crying? Well, Finn's crying. And I head off that way. And I get over there, and I hear that little voice. And why do I pick Finn? Because he's the little guy, and so the bigger kids kind of push him down. <laughs> and he gets his head hit, right? And, and, and I come over, and what's the first thing I say to the bigger kids? Why did Finn cry that long? I should not have had to come. <laughs> why? Because Dad was away over here. And yet in the middle of a grill, in the noise in the neighborhood, you catch that little tiny voice. And you're like, hold on a second. And that's Jesus right there. It doesn't matter where he thinks what's going on. Oh, Jesus has time for you. He has time for you. And so that brings me to Jacob. Because Jacob was on a journey. And Jacob had hit the end of his journey. And he said, I got to get a hold of God. You know, one more thing I'll bring out. One more story. I like stories. 
Many of you have heard some of this story. I won't tell it in super great detail today, but this jacket right here, I've had for many years, many years, since 2006, and I slept in the woods in this jacket. It's got great insulation. Can you see how that insulation's just fallen out of it? No, it's not. It's called a windstopper jacket. It's very thin. I put a fleece under it, though. And this pack right here was on my back. And I violated the first rule, kids, of going on an adventure. I went by myself. I want you to know in life, when you're, when you're walking through life, do not go on an adventure without Jesus. See, I wasn't just on an adventure physically. I was on an adventure spiritually. And I was kind of torqued and angry. And I was mad at my pastor. And I wasn't listening to him. And, and I wasn't, I was mad at God. And I had... And so I get out there in the mountains, and at the top I had hiked in knee-deep snow, and that had been a couple days before where I'm at wasn't so much. And I sat down on the rocks, and I looked at God's beautiful creation, and then I'm like, where's my trail? I've got my stuff on, and I'm like, oh, I think it's over here. Well, that can't be right. I get the map out. I'm like, when did I become dumb on maps? It's over there. Oh, that's too hard to do. I don't want to do it that way. And I started to walk back this way in the rocks. I'm like, whew, that's a climb back up. I don't want to climb back up. I don't want to keep climbing. Who wants to climb when you're tired? So I kept walking further down into the valley. Pretty soon I get to a little cliff. I'm like, well, do we go back? So I take my stuff and I drop it down. And then I drop myself down. I'm like, well, I'm glad I don't have to go back up that. And I went a little further and I had another cliff. And pretty soon, I get further and further down, and now I'm in the trees. And I get way down to the very bottom, and it's 7 at night. And it's September, and it's 40s, and it's cold. And I get down there, I'm like, this stream is going the wrong direction. <laughs> and it's getting dark. And in that moment, I had to do what Jacob did. And I had to say, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost, and I'm in the middle of this place, and I don't know where to go, and my adventure didn't work out so well, and I had to admit that I needed help, and that's what Jacob had to do. He had to come as a child, and he had to say, God, I need you, and he began to wrestle that night. Me, I'm in my tent. I made a hut. I, put, I build up wood. I put bark and moss on it. I did all that cool stuff. Is that what Bear Grill does? I don't know. I did all that. I put it together, and, and, and I slept in there that night, but you know what I had to do the next day? I had to climb back up every step that I had come through. I had to come to these cliffs. I had to work my way around them. I had to, I had to make my way up through the trees. I had to get to those rocks and push up through them. I had to get on a journey. Why? I had to get back to where I had gotten lost. And I came that morning to that place and, and on my adventure and, and I found out I lost it right where I ate lunch. Right at the spot where I said, I don't want to go that way. That, that's not right. I know best. I know best. I know best. See, at the end of Jacob's story, he gets down and he has a wrestling match with God. And you know what happened in that wrestling match? Who likes to wrestle? Any of you boys like to wrestle? Come on. All right. I know I've got some boys that like to wrestle. 
and they like to fight and push. And, uh, and they, Miguel, do you like to wrestle? You, you never hit your brother, right? Never. We got some huge old boxing gloves at home, like that filled up with air. Mom immediately said those things need to go. Why? Because we're like, poof, poof. I like to get in there. Well, Jacob got in with what he thinks is another man. And then he realized, well, I have an angel. Then he finally realizes I've wrestled with God. And he gets in there. And he's moving. And, and why is he doing this? It's because God says, you got to change. And you need to understand that you can't do things your way. And you can't lie. And you can't cheat. And, and you don't have all the answers. And, and you need a new name change, Jacob. And he wrestles and he fights with him. And, and in that moment when he came back, just like I had to climb back up, Jacob went through a long night, just like I went through a long night, and he had to get back to God. You know what I did when I walked out of those woods? <laughs> I went home to my pastor and said, I'm sorry. And you know what Jacob did? He got a hold of God, and he let God change him. And I would like to ask all you kids in this place, could you stand up? I want to see every kid stand up. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you to do another thing here. Well, you guys want to all come up front here? And this is for all you adults, too, but I want to start out with them. They're going to have a great week this VBS week, and they're going to go on adventures. And when you guys go on your adventures this week, I want to start out your adventure now, is everybody looking at me right here? I want all of you to look right at me, okay? And parents, I want you to be prepared to also come up and to pray with your children or to pray yourself, okay? But kids, in a minute, all of us are going to pray, okay? And we're going to do, you know, teens, this goes for you too. You guys come on up. You guys are going to work, work over there. We're going to do, and you guys will also gather in with these kids here and you can pray with them. We're going to do this week what I want to do today is we're going to come back to Jesus and we're going to tell him, I need you. We're going to be like that child and we're going to say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. And you're just going to lift your hands up and we're going to begin to talk to him. And, and, I, and if there's anything in your life that you need to tell him about, I want you to tell him. I want you to begin to say, I'm sorry, God. Can we do that together? All right. So I want us to all close our eyes. And I want you to lift your hands up. Can we do that? I've got my eyes closed now. Lift your hands up. And we're going to begin to tell them, Jesus, I need you. I need you, Jesus. I can't live life by myself. I, I can't do it on my own. Jesus, I need you to forgive me for the bad things. And, and, and I need you to forgive me for, for when I've done wrong and when I haven't listened to my parents. And, oh, God, I'm sorry. Church, I think someone needs to do that out in this audience. Begin just to talk to Jesus. I can't do this on my own, Jesus. Jesus, I need your help. Oh, God, I need your help. Tell him that, students. Tell him, I need your help, Jesus. I need your help. I need you to change my life. I'm sorry for all the, things I've, the bad things that I've done. I'm sorry, God, for trying to do it my way. See, some of you kids, you have some families, you have parents that need Jesus. I want you to tell him, Jesus, help my parents. Help my parents, help my mom, help my dad, help my brother, help my sister. 
Help them, Jesus. Go ahead, children, tell him. Help them, Jesus. Teachers, if you want to gather in and pray with your, your students, help them, Jesus. Help my mom and my dad. I need you in my life. I need you, Jesus. Go ahead, church. We need to come as a child. That means the first thing you need to do is admit that you're lost. Admit that you got it wrong. The, the, the first thing that needs to happen before you can be rescued or you can get turned around is you got to realize I'm lost. I can't do this by myself. Some of you have put treasure between you and Jesus. You need to go ahead and admit I've got things between me and God and it's got to go. I need you, Jesus. You, you can't let things, you can't let your relationship, you can't even let your marriage or your children come between you and God. You need Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Now I want us to all begin to tell him, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. All you children, I want you to lift your voices up in your hands and say, I love you, Jesus. 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 You want to go down? I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Sing to the one who inhabits all of the heavens. If anybody in this place has something that you want to bring to Jesus, you want to tell him, I got some things wrong. I've gotten lost. I need your help. Either in your seat or come down to this altar, begin to talk to him. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. The only thing they'll do is come pray with you. I love you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Ghost again. Jesus, use your 
church, come as a child. Come down as a child. Join in.
Praise God. Children, I want all of you to... Children, listen up. Listen up. A couple of you are still praying. How many of you this morning felt God do something in your heart and your life? Any in our children? Just raise your hand. Some still having it. Look at this. Parents, look around. Look at all these hands up. Did any of our children today speak in tongues for the first time? You spoke in tongues? Yes? No? Maybe? Okay. Anybody? couple maybe over here. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. You did, sweetheart? All right. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Any of our adults, God touched you today anyway, any kind of special way? God ministers some strength and healing in your life today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could just lift our hands all over this room. Amen. And just begin to praise Him and love Him for all that He's doing, for all that He is. What a great way to start this VBS week. Children up here praying. Students up here praying. Amen. God ministering. Kids getting the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. This is what it's all about. As a child. Yeah. it one more time.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord and thank him for who he is and all he's done. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Some may still want to pray, but uh, I believe they're already downstairs. Again, it's $5. There's plenty of food. You might even get, you know, double order if you want. But uh, come on down, support that. You can pay cash, write a check. There's PayPal opportunities available, uh, giving online. So there's various ways you can pay. Uh, so if you want to do that, go ahead. Let's let these go ahead and just pray a little bit that want to. Amen. But you can go out these doors right over here. I'm pointing to the back. Go around and where Pastor Lucas just stepped out, there's a set of stairs that go down. And that's where our basement is for the fellowship and the dinner. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.